Good morning. Welcome to the SEC Daily here at Southeastern 14, where I'm joined by Gavin Schoenwald. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We got football playoff rankings that came down again last night from the mountain. We're going to talk about those. Gavin and I are shortly. Not, not a lot of surprises, but we've done, in addition to telling you what we make of what we saw last night, I've, I've done some projecting ahead of title games and who'd be favored in those and by how much. So we'll add a couple of layers. You're on mute there, Chris. Sorry, you, you, you hit one chord and it mutes everything. You, know, you just brush one, so that's what happened here. All right, that aside, always looking for sponsors, caroline.smith at southeastern14.com. If you're interested, our show is presented by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball here as well. Um, <laughs> one of us in the conversation might wish it wasn't, but uh, Bet Online remains your top spot. For all your live betting action and contests, NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile, access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online game starts. And of course, we now have a partnership with Believe where our podcasts are going out on audio at their channels. You can get those, I think, wherever you find your podcasts. So, Gavin, the playoff committee made its selections last night. I, I don't know that there was anything in here that was a surprise. We we thought, hey, Washington picking up another good win, winning at Southern Cal. Does that move the needle? in Washington's favor with maybe maybe a better resume to, to break into the top four, maybe pass a Michigan team that's probably better but with a weak resume, maybe pass a Florida State team that's comparable, yep. uh, but maybe with the worst resume now that, that Washington picked up another win. The committee said, nope, we're keeping them the way they were. Uh, we figured that Oregon, Texas, Alabama would be 6-7-8 for reasons we outlined. Figured Ole Miss, Penn State, Louisville all moved up. Um, I guess the next question is who's your top two loss team? Because again, the committee did that break where they did the unbeatens and then the one loss teams mm -hmm. and then the two loss teams. So uh, Oregon state coming out on the pack, a top of the pack of two loss teams followed by Tennessee. Uh, no, nothing really of surprise here. Maybe we get into the, the bottom half of, of the top 25. And I, I don't think that matters in terms of who's going to make the playoff. But what it might do is it might tell you where committees going to put values for wins. So I think right. that's kind of interesting. But um, I've I've rambled long enough. Your thoughts on what we saw last night? Yeah, that's a, a long long opening statement, but all valid. All, all valid there, Chris. Um, you know, obviously the, this committee took hours and hours and hours to release this week's rankings because the top eight didn't change at all, and so. Um, not a whole lot, honestly, um, of, of change and variance, but uh, I, I really feel like there's a lot to talk about still because of some of the commentary last night, you know, between Herb Street and McElroy and some other guys on there um, who I think all had valid points that, that we're going to, you know, dive into, you know, more so today. 
you know, what is the com committee value? Um, you know, what, how are they truly ranking these teams? Because in my opinion, it's a little inconsistent, but we can get into some more details about that here in the show. Well, I, I did not get to hear it live. My, my son had a basketball practice, so that's where I was. What did you hear those guys say that you thought was of interest? Well, it, it first started with, obviously, like, I think, you know, the world of, of, of Kirk Herbstreit, I think there's a lot of people out there who are, um, you know, sports analysts or commentators and who do a good job. But there's a reason that, you know, Kirk is, does NFL now, too, and college football and has for so long. So I really value his opinion. Is he right every time? No, but I do. I do listen when he speaks. And I think a lot of us should. Um, you know, he obviously made the point. It was a similar point to what I made yesterday that, you know, if if Texas and Alabama both went out, you know, there's no way that Alabama jumps Texas with whatever happens. And and that's because of the head to head matchup. And it happened, you know, in Bryant in Bryant Denny. Could could you make an argument if it was, you know, in Austin? You know, maybe for sure if it was a neutral field, I think, you know, because I, I said yesterday as well. I think right now Alabama's playing better than Texas, actually. And they look like a better team right now in, in, in the present time. You know, Texas barely escaped Houston, barely escaped Kansas State at home last week in overtime. And now you've seen Alabama kind of stack some really good wins together. And, and so when you compare their resumes and then also if you factor in the eye test, Texas or Alabama's probably the better team than Texas right now. But until until Texas loses again, they will always have leverage on Alabama. And Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit made that clear, and, and some people disagree with him. People as in Greg McElroy, obviously former uh, Alabama great quarterback. And, look, he may be a little biased, but he had some some arguments too about, you know, not necessarily Alabama, but just um, overall, you know, how, how are we grading these teams? You know, what are, are we saying it's the eye test? Are we saying it's resumes? Are we saying it's full body of work? Because, you know, you, you say you're putting out Ohio State at one because of the resume – okay, then explain Michigan at three for me because that makes zero sense in terms of who they've played. And so he had some valid points there. He kind of went in on six, seven, eight as well between Oregon, Texas, and Alabama saying he's not, he doesn't understand how Oregon is ahead of Alabama. Well, in my opinion, Oregon's better than Texas, and you can't have, like I said, Bama over Texas because that head-to-head -head matchup earlier. So anyway, long-winded there. Chris, you had your opening statement. There's mine. Um, a lot of stuff uh, to talk about today, even though the rankings didn't change. So obviously we invite any debate in the comments as well. Um, but yeah, I still think there's a lot to dive into. Well, I know people are going to seize on that for those reasons and say, well, the committee was inconsistent. One team's here because of the resume and other team's here because of that. Look, th there is going to always be in college football under this present format discrepancy in schedules. And some of that is yeah. purposeful. Um, you have some teams that schedule nobody in September. You have some teams in these big conferences that are in the the weaker of two divisions, and and the crossover opponents for that year happen to be at the bottom of the league. That that's sometimes going to happen through no fault of your own. Sometimes that's going to happen by design. Uh, and, and we've talked about Michigan. Michigan's best win right now, Rutgers. But a lot of yeah. people, the computers, think Michigan is the best team in the country. So to to me. I have no problem with an apparent inconsistency. To me, you go with what's loudest. And if you just go with resumes right now, okay, I, I think your top teams are probably Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, and maybe Texas, if you don't have any opinion on on strength of teams. Georgia might be in there. Um, now that Georgia's yeah, beat Georgia, Missouri, yeah. it's got some solid wins, Florida, Kentucky, Auburn. So, But, but I mean, Georgia's probably – third or four in there, it's probably those five teams. And so mm -hmm. 
if you're going resume only, you're not going to include Michigan. You're not going to include, um, you know, some other teams probably, although none are coming to mind as I'm speaking this. But po- point is, I think you go with what's loudest. You say, okay, these are the teams we think are best. These are the teams that are right in there and they've got a resume and then you make your pick that way. I have no issue. Yeah. And, and also too, I mean, like, let's look at, I'm not sure if they keep kind of giving the shove to Washington because they're, you know, not perennially, perennially, sorry, I had to spell that one out. Um, in that top four, top five, but you know, they're, they're the, the only un, unbeaten team that's beaten the best, one loss team according to the rankings and that's Oregon. And then they're at five. And then not only that, but they also went on the road and, 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 and beat USC and Caleb Williams in LA. Look, I know they're not what they yeah. thought they were going to be for the rest of the season, but still that's a pretty, that's a pretty quality win. That's a pretty quality win. And yeah. so, especially on the road. And so look, I think that they're giving the Washington the shaft a little bit. And I think they're boosting Michigan too much for what they've done. I'm not saying Michigan is going to end up being a good team. Who knows? Michigan may go up and win the, and win the whole thing. They really might. And they're going to have opportunities to prove it through Penn State this weekend and Ohio State with the big one at the end of the year. But for what we've done so far, explain to me how Michigan deserves to be up there, especially over Washington with what Washington has done, the wins they've had, the quarterback performance they've gotten in week in, week out from Caleb, or from Michael Penix, who's beaten guys like Caleb Williams, beaten guys like Bo Nix, who are also in the Heisman race. To, yeah. to me, it's about, you know, and that's why I'm good. You know, Chris, you and I talked about yesterday, like I, I hate that. You know, we make these rankings, and if nothing happens, it's just like, all right, stay, everybody stay still. Everybody stay still. Everybody stays where they are. Why not it be fluid? This is a week-to-week thing, isn't it, right? And we're and yeah. teams are constantly evolving. Teams are constantly getting better. Teams are constantly getting worse if you lose a couple games, right? And so I don't understand why these rankings aren't a little more fluid. And and um, if anything, it makes it makes for more debate and more conversation and more excitement, you know it, they have a whole hour-long show last night to release the, the same top eight teams. I, I guarantee you, as soon as the rankings came out, they lost 75% of viewership. So, look, I'm not saying it's all about that and whatnot, but but to me, it, it makes more sense for it to be fluid because college football teams are constantly evolving throughout the season. Well, I think it needs to become fluid when, when the evidence demands it. I, I Like right now, like I said, there was some talk that Georgia could overtake Ohio State. I said, I, I don't, I think even with beating Missouri, which was Georgia's best win, I still felt like Ohio State had a better resume. Mm-hmm. The teams are close in terms of right now, if they played on a neutral field uh, by, by the computers I use, Ohio State would be about a two and a half point favorite. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it's close. I mean, that's, that's a coin flip game. Um, I, I didn't have a big issue. And I see the point you're making. I'm just not sure that the evidence became loud enough in in the week that we just had for that to happen. Now, I did outline yesterday in a show where I think that's going to start happening. Um, I think if Georgia beats Ole Miss and Tennessee the next two weekends, uh, Ohio State's games are Michigan State and Minnesota, I think at that point the evidence becomes loud enough for Ohio State uh, to get passed by Georgia, but I just don't think we're there quite yet. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I, and I, for my arguments and, and the rants that have been going on about this, I haven't mentioned Ohio State a bunch. And, you know, if it, if it were me and I'm making the rankings, I, I've I've been very loud and clear about how I'd still have Georgia at one just because in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. But I can see it, and I'm okay with it. My my deal is is that that middle chunk right there with with Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. And if any if any if anyone, I think Washington has has the best resume and has proved themselves more than any of the three of those teams. You know, like I said, 
Florida State came out the gate at the beginning of the season, hot LSU win, um, you know, at Clemson win in overtime. But, you know, both those seasons team or both those team seasons have kind of fallen off the tracks as well. So that resume doesn't look as good anymore. You know, Washington is the most impressive of me. And so, and so, you know, if the playoffs were to start today and, you know, you tell me, obviously it's not going to be these four because Ohio State and Michigan play each other and someone's going to have a loss. But, you know, if the playoffs were to start today and you're telling me you're leaving that team out of that, I think that's a little bit criminal, especially for what they put on film so far this year, Chris. Well, here's here's the deal. The, the selection committee has become – Oh, I'm not going to say dependent or reliant, but certainly weights. That's the word I would use. Predictive metrics more than, than mm-hmm. it did probably a few years ago. You, you've seen that happen now with the use of the net in the NCAA basketball tournament. But you heard the committee say last week, hey, the, the wins lately haven't been as impressive. You know, they beat Stanford by by nine points. Week before, beat at horrible Arizona State by eight. Uh, even the win over Oregon is a field goal. A win over Arizona, touchdown. This is not a team that's been blowing people out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, in the computer closet I keep, Washington's 13th. Now, look, wow. I'm not 13th. saying Washington and, – and that's the reason. I'm No, look, I'm not saying I would put wow. Washington 13th. I, I think Washington is pretty close to where it is. I, I think that good teams and they know they're going to win or lose – you know, going to win a game, they lose interest. We've seen it with Georgia. Yep. I, I, I think it needs to – and it just needs to be both. I think it is both, but that's why. It, it's If you match up Washington or Ohio State on a neutral field right now, the computers I'm looking at it would have Washington, have Ohio State favored by 10 because each track pretty closely will what Vegas throws out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this, this is just going to get really sticky because if you look at it as a whole, okay, your top four, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, you know, one of, I would assume, one of Ohio State or Michigan is going to be in there, right? So there's one. Let's assume Florida State runs the rest of the table and beats who I assume is going to be Louisville at this point, correct, Chris, in, in the ACC championship. I'll tell you right? what, hold, hold, that, hold that thought because I've mapped all this out. Okay, go for it. Yeah, uh, but before we do that, I've, I've literally got what I think all the title games are going to be because I think that's going to factor in too. Yeah, um, I love it. So rather than piecemeal it, I'll just hit it all at once. Uh, before we do that, a quick word from our sponsor, MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you are sick of working for someone else, looking for a better life that you can live on your own terms, the person who can help you understand the risks and rewards of that, my friend Andy Ludicky of MyPerfectFranchise.net. He'll help you find the perfect franchise based on your goals, your dreams, your skills, your financial requirements, your personalized American dream. He'll educate you on the process, work with you every step of the way. No obligation. His services are free. Call him 404-973-9901. Get a free questionnaire to get started. No charge. Andy's a good guy. He does not look at you and say, hey, I'm going to place you with that franchise because it makes me more money. No. He's in this to spend a lot of time with you. No obligation. Just getting to know you, where you are in life, what you want out of life, and then matching with the franchise that will help you do that. Again, 404-973-9901. Tell him you heard about the program here. Um, Committee is disrespecting Alabama. Oregon should not be above Bama. Um, It's it's highly debatable. Um, The spread right now, according to my model that I've got, that I put together, which is, again, it's just – it's several computers that are pretty good and, and where they rank teams above and below average. 
according to this right now, uh, Oregon would be about a point to a point and a half favorite. So that, and and you see a whole lot of that, by the way. Um, yeah, I think that's why we said those six, seven, eight teams were so close, right? And yeah. that's why we just kind of like, oh, six, seven, eight, Oregon, Texas, Alabama's because it it is so close. There's not a lot of discrepancy, you know. Can you say Alabama's being disrespected? Sure. And and maybe more than any team, maybe more than any team in that top eight in the country, have they improved from what they were at the beginning of the season to what they are now? At the same time, you know, Oregon's only loss is to an undefeated Washington that by on the last second. And then, you know, they went and, and beat the brakes off of Utah in their house. And so, you know, they've they've got some their resume is not bad either, to be honest with you. And you talk about blowing teams out, they're not afraid to drop the hammer and score 70 on whoever they play either. And so you know, they, they're playing the game of running up the score and, and looking good as well. So, look, this will all work itself out, I think. Uh, Chris, I know you're about to roll through it here in terms of scenarios and whatnot, but it also could get ugly and someone could get left out that, you know, we we feel like either shouldn't or, or really, really should not. Okay, here's the ground rules for what I did, okay? I've got power rankings for every single team in the country. I've got the, the 12, 13 contenders or whatever mapped out. Rest of their schedule, what the lines are going to look like. I'll start with number one, Ohio State. Um, Ohio State, according to the computer model, I don't know what the actual line is, favored by 32 over Michigan State this weekend. That's a win. Minnesota next weekend, 27, 26 and a half. That's a win. Then you get a problem. You run into Michigan in the big house. Michigan is about a five and a half point favorite in that one with the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. So, Hold that thought for a minute on Ohio State because, spoiler alert, I don't have Ohio State getting to the Big 12 title game. Or Big 12, good grief. Um, Big who can keep track of these conferences anymore? Big Big 10, <laughs> Big Pac, whatever we're going to call it. Sure. Um, that league, that league up to the north. Um, yeah, I, I do not think Ohio State's going to make the title game, according to this, which, which is going to make for some really interesting stuff down the line, okay? Yeah. Number two, Georgia. Here's what we got with Georgia. About a nine and a half point favorite over Ole Miss this weekend, according to computer models. Should be about a field goal favorite in Knoxville next weekend. About a 19 and a half point favorite over Georgia Tech on the road in the regular season. And then that rematch that we think is coming, or not rematch, uh, rematch a past title game. The annual rematch. The annual annual rematch um, with, with Alabama. Um, Georgia would be about a half point favorite according to the model I've got here. You know what's so crazy give, is I, I just saw, give, I, just saw um, I forgot where I can't I can't tell if it was one of our guys whether it was Blake or Blaine or someone else, but I saw somewhere that if they were to play today, Georgia would be a five and a half point favorite. I saw that, and that that seems uh, strong to me. I I don't know. Maybe odds makers have put that kind of number on it. I'm mm-hmm. again. I'm looking at four computers that are usually going to give you numbers when you're averaging pretty close to what Vegas is going to do, and mm-hmm. that's what mine's showing me. So I'm, I'm not claiming that's what the line would be. I'm just telling you, using this model and trying to predict it. That's where that's where we are. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if Georgia gets a boost by playing in Atlanta. I mean, it's a neutral site field. Tickets get split. I don't know if. More, more Georgia red finds its way in the building, or, or how that looks, but um, that's neither here nor there. So, here, here, according here to this, right here. Here, here it is, right here, Chris. Sorry. Okay. 
Uh, and it's from our man Blaine Gilmer at Southeastern 14. FanDuel has an early line for a potential matchup in the SEC championship game, and Georgia is a five-and-a-half-point favorite o- over Alabama. That's that's interesting. That is very interesting. Um, very okay, interesting. well, I mean, e- either way, Georgia was a small favorite in this, and if, if, the, if the thing we're doing to stay consistent is you win every game you're favored in, that doesn't really change it. Uh, but just for the record, l- let it show that Georgia's going to have to win two games by which it's a field goal favorite or less. Uh, presuming that he gets that rematch with Bama, so Georgia at that point um, would would be fourteen and zero. That's one of your playoff teams for sure. Yeah, it is, and um, you know we'll see. I'm, I am really intrigued, and obviously we'll get into more of this through Thursday and Friday show. But obviously this game is super intriguing. I've been you know this weekend between Georgia and Ole Miss, I've been seeing a bunch of stuff with. You know, Lane Kiffin, who's usually all, you know, loud and this and that. And he was doing an interview on SportsCenter last night. And they were basically asking him, you know, this could be a big game that you that turns your program around, this and that. And he basically was was shutting off any type of hype and was so laser focused on this game. And I know that the respect between him and Kirby is, is big time as well. I do expect Georgia to win, especially being at home. I'm If I'm a Georgia fan, I'm more scared about that that game in Knoxville, to be honest with yeah. you. A, a tough, I, a, I am too. A tough place to play, especially if – if you lose, if if Georgia finds a way to lose this weekend at Ole Miss, and you're telling me Tennessee and and Tennessee beats Missouri in Columbia, Tennessee basically has an, an outright game to get to Atlanta, and, yeah. and that that place is going to be full before the teams come out for warmups and will be absolutely electric. And so, look, I I still think Georgia. It's going to be Georgia Alabama the SEC championship game. But man, things could things could get really weird. Things could get really weird, yeah. or things could go exactly as we plan or as as planned. It's it's kind of either or, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens come down the line here. Yeah, I, I think that game in Knoxville gets more difficult, and you just touched on it. If if Tennessee wins at Missouri, yeah, because if, if Tennessee loses at Missouri, and it's it's basically a toss up game, I think according to the odds makers, mm-hmm. or close to it. Then, then you know you have zero shot at the playoff. You have no shot at an SEC title game. All that stuff. Um, which it, look, it's going to be tough anyway. But that that clarifies it for you. On the other hand, Tennessee goes to Knox or Tennessee goes to Columbia, beats Missouri. I, I, it's not a good chance, but it's a. All right, now you you went out. You have two losses. If things yep. break right, maybe you've got a snowball's chance to get in the playoff. Yeah, again, not not very big. A lot would have to happen, but it's 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 the difference between a little bit of a chance and no chance. I, I think a lot on how lit that. I mean, look, it's probably gonna be lit anyway. Knoxville, they show up for football games. They're loud, but there's gonna be an extra gear there. Oh yeah, if Tennessee goes and wins at Columbia and and Georgia beats. Ole Miss in particular, mm-hmm. yep. uh, that there's going to be a little more edge there uh, th- than usual if that happens. It would be a lot more edge in my opinion. And, I, and I've played in Neyland Stadium twice, and it's been loud, and the Vandy-Tennessee is, is a great rivalry. Look, I've never seen it how it was you know, when they played Alabama last year. I've never seen how it was when Lane Kiffin made his return with the mustard bottle. I've never seen Neyland Stadium like that before. I've seen it. You know, and our, our, I played there twice in our end of the year classic game, and, and I still thought that was loud, but it was nothing to what it looked like, you know, in those in those big games. So, do I think there's going to be another gear? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a major, 
another gear. But look, we're all tight talking hypotheticals here. This is a Georgia team that's playing Ole Miss at home. Georgia hasn't lost at home since before COVID even became a thing in five years in 2019. So it would be a major upset. It would be the best win of, of Lane Kiffin's career. It would catapult Ole Miss from being that, you know, middle of the pack, top 25 team. That's anywhere from 12 to 18, right, where they seem to hang around for the past few years and would finally catapult them to be in, you know, really an elite program, not in this conference, but in the country. Um, so a major, major game for Ole Miss and crew, but, you know, for Georgia, this is uh, just another game to take care of business. I think they've done in the past five years at Sanford Stadium. Okay, uh, let's get to number three, Michigan, unbeaten so far. Uh, Michigan, the models got Michigan about a two-point favorite at Penn State. I think Michigan's going to win this game. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think Penn State can move the ball on the two of us with consistency. <laughs> uh, then then a road trip to Maryland. Michigan's be about a 19.5-point favorite in that. Ohio State, Michigan to be about a five and a half point favorite there in the big house. So Michigan wins those games, gets to the Big Ten title game, which right now I think it's going to be Iowa, uh, which uh, when we talk about not scoring, Iowa says hold my beer, Penn State. Um, mm -hmm. we, we, we'd like to have a talk here about, about offensive ineptitude. Mm -hmm. Michigan to be about a 21 and a half point favorite in that game. So it feels like to me we we've just given Georgia the nod for one playoff spot in that one, and Michigan looks like a two. An undefeated Michigan team is is going to go at that point. By the way, if you're wondering about that other stuff, I, I talked to somebody this morning who's pretty decently well connected in, in college athletics. The, the rumor is that um this is probably going to go nowhere because everybody's got dirt on everybody else. If if Michigan gets penalized for some of this stuff then they're going to unleash on other people who might not want their dirty laundry exposed and, and off we go so it's kind of like nuclear war it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> hold itself together with mass the threat destruction. of just mass yeah with, with the threat of with the threat of uh what, what's the term port i've already forgotten but yeah well you know what about that mutually whole assured destruction yeah. i guess is yeah it. yeah since since we're bringing that up real quick i'll touch on it you know i i haven't been paying i've seen it and i've scrolled through it I haven't been nearly as in depth or making it a big deal as I think other people have, because I don't think anything's going to happen. I really don't. Yeah. And so because I don't think anything's going to happen, I'm not wasting my time reading these articles about, you know, how they did it, where they get it from or whatever news. Line. I really don't think anything's going to happen. Look, signs get stolen every time. Do I, do people dress up as incognito on central Michigan's bench? No. Okay. That does not happen. But, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's technically, is it morally bad and, and and shouldn't do it? Yeah, but like show me show me the NCAA rule book where it, 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 you said you can't. And so my point is nothing's going to happen, especially this year with the way Michigan's doing it. The Big Ten's not going to do anything. I know that for a fact because they know that Michigan is 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 their best chance of getting in the playoff. And you know what that means? And there's no way there's no way the Big Ten does anything to Michigan. If anything, it's going to be the NCAA which has already got its hands tied behind its back with Harbaugh and everything like that. And this the playoff committee has already said. It's not our problem. Y'all handle it. And so I don't think anything's going to happen. And so for all these people that, you know, spend hours and hours saying, oh, my gosh, can you believe this happened? Look at this. I literally scroll past it because I really believe that nothing is going to happen in Michigan this season. Yeah, uh, I, I see this as kind of like um, th there's a rule on golf courses where it says you can't play without a shirt. Got to have a shirt to play golf. Okay. And and. Famous celebrity once upon a time went out and 
was playing without a shirt. Somebody came out and said, sir, you got to put a shirt on. We, we, we don't allow it. So he got mad. So what did he do the next day? He came to play without pants. Because it was no rule against not having pants on the golf course. Yep. This kind of feels like what nobody thought that through. Well, like, yeah. of course, nobody's going to come in. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. Is there's no rule. Yeah. There's no rule break. Like, is it morally right. bad in an unbelievably bad look? And like, what do you Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and they shouldn't do it again. But like, yeah. show me, you know, you hear all the time, you know, in section 10 and, and column eight about this rule. It ain't there. It ain't there. And so if it ain't you there. You can never cover everything. There's always going to be somebody willing to do something yeah. like that. And if, that, mean, and if someone's is... going to do it, if someone's going to do it, it's going to be your boy Jim Harbaugh there in Ann Arbor, and, and he's going to find every edge he can to win. And sure enough, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, there, there may be no rule against golfing without pants, and that may be the one that yeah. the Jim Harbaugh has, has slipped through. So we'll see. Um, all right, next, next up, number four, Florida State. I think this one's going to be pretty easy. Um, Models got Florida State beating Miami by 16 this weekend. Uh, North Alabama, that's about a 48-point game. Florida uh, in the swamp, Florida State by about 12 and a half. I'd, I'd probably go lower on that one, given how well Florida plays at home, uh, albeit <laughs> – hello, Arkansas. Um, and then Louisville. I think Louisville's going to be Florida State's opponent in the title game. So – Florida State be about an eight and a half point favorite there. Florida State is the team that I I have a very easy path seeing this team getting to the the playoff. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm not, the easiest I'm not path. saying that. Yeah, I don't think that Florida State's the best team in the country, but they have the easiest path to you know playing there and 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 one of those two bowl games that is in the semifinal of the playoff for sure. And so you know who knows? We've seen some crazy stuff in the ACC happen in terms of upsets and. And, you know, who knows if Miami can can find a way to do it this weekend or if, if it's in the ACC championship game against whoever they play. But Florida State's talent, Florida State's, um, you know, resilience, and they've, they've won a couple – they won a game without Keon Coleman this weekend, without Johnny Wilson. They get all those guys back healthy. I just think it's going to be a really tough team to beat leading into the playoff. Now, when they play an elite team, whether that's Michigan, you know, whether that's Georgia or, or whoever else, we'll see. But, you know – the team goes undefeated in a power five conference with wins over LSU and Clemson. Like that's you're making the playoff. I don't really care who you are. Okay. So here, here to recap, we're running down the, the college football playoff in order, looking ahead to projected title games, seeing who'd be favored and, and seeing what that looks like. And, and so far uh, we've, we've sort of tabled Ohio state because we don't think Ohio state's getting to the big 10 title game. Don't know what to do with the one loss Ohio state in that, in that scenario. Yeah, me too. If, if Georgia wins, Georgia, we think will be favored in all remaining games to so give them wins, advance them to the playoff 14 and zero. same thing with Michigan, give Michigan wins in the remaining games. Although they're not easy, like Georgia, they'll be favored in all of them. If that happens, Michigan's going to be 14. We think Michigan makes the playoff. Same thing with Florida state, which has yeah. the easiest pass. So now we're down to one spot for everybody else. And we get to, number five, Oregon, and number six, Washington, which really at this point I don't think it matters um, because I think these teams are probably headed towards rematch. A, a rematch. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me find what I've got here. And here we go. 
have to sneeze and it's <laughs> sorry that was, that was wonderful podcasting for those of you listening uh... Bro, i was like what is going on over there man that that doesn't happen as much oh as you would think it gosh. would happen that was um that's oh. got to make the the blooper real at the end of the year that, it, that it was will. too funny Okay, here's here's what we got. Um, Go Washington's got Utah this weekend. Should be about an eight-point favor in that, according to the model. Oregon State the next weekend on the road. That one's going to be tricky. Washington's yeah, going to be about a point and a half favorite there. Washington State, Washington's got a lot worse. Washington will be about a 19-point favorite there. And then a rematch with Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. Oregon will be about a seven-point favorite. Wow, really? Seven yeah. points over Washington. And you know what? Yeah. I, I'm bullish on Oregon, too. I like I love the way they play. I've, I've said my piece on Dan Lanning and Bo Nix and all that kind of stuff. But you, you just ran through it there, Chris. You know, you, you, you I'm sorry. Did you say that Washington or, you know, Oregon? Obviously Oregon's Oregon. the favorite. Right. And they play and they play um, Oregon, Oregon State in the Civil War in, in Corvallis, correct? Coming up. That's on the road. Yep. So let's look at this so far. Is is and I've said my piece about Oregon, but still, you know they they lose basically on the last play to Washington. Okay, who's an undefeated team? They go to Utah, who's now who was 14th when they beat them, beat the brakes off them like 33 to six. Now 18, you get a huge dominant road win, and then you go say they go to the the Civil War in Corvallis and and play number 12 Oregon State and win that one. That's as good of a resume as anyone in the country. And look, it's yeah. still a loss. It's still a loss. There's a loss on that thing, but it's to an undefeated team on the last play of the game. It's about as good of a loss as you can have on your resume, right? And so, um, it you know, you head you head towards that rematch on a neutral field. I can totally see. I can see how Oregon's a, a favorite. You know, seven points that may be steep for for my money. Maybe not for 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 other people, but um, you know, I, or Oregon to me has proven. Week in and week out, week in, week out, that they can win the big one. And they lost on the road at Washington on the last play of the game. That was the game of the year, if you guys remember. That was the real, that was really like the first awesome college football game of the year besides Bama, Texas, and Brian Denny. And um, man, that was a, uh, that was a, that was a big one. So we'll see how this all plays out. Like I said, it could get sticky. Chris, I appreciate you running through all that. Um, you know, what, what happens if, if, if Texas wins out? Are they guaranteed a spot? If, if Oregon, wins out and, and redeems their loss in the Pac-12 championship, they get a spot. I, I just really feel like someone is going to get left out who probably de really deserves to be in there. I feel like someone's going to get left out. Yeah, well, and, and we're not even done, okay? Exactly, you've got, exactly. We, we've, we've eliminated Alabama in this exercise, and we've eliminated Ole Miss just by going with the teams that should be favored, which that that is not even close to a, to a given, but just mm – -hmm just to try to make sense of what it could look like. We, we had to pick a path and stick with it and be consistent. Okay, Texas is really the last team in discussion at this point. And Louisville, Louisville would be two, uh, but we're getting them knocked off by Florida State in the title game, and, and same with Penn State. We're not having Penn State getting to the title game, and we'll have Penn State with two losses. So that'll – the Nittany Lions get eliminated. So here's what you go. Texas is the last team – about a 10.5-point favorite at TCU this weekend, according to the model. About a 13-point favorite at Iowa State. 17 over Texas Tech. That's in Austin. And then a rematch with Oklahoma State, in which Texas would be about a 9-point favorite. So Texas wins out under that scenario. Here's what you got. 
you got a one-loss Ohio State team, you got a one-loss Washington team, you got a one-loss Oregon team, and you got a one-loss Texas team. God, God help you if you know and what then, to do with it. And then what happens, what happens if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC title game? You got a one-loss SEC champ, Bama. Well, hey, this, 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 there's no way it'll play out like this. Somebody is going to come yeah, in someone will lose. and, someone and will make lose. a mess of it. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying if the favorites play out, if Chalk wins every game, then that's what you get. And, and I, I think wild. you'll have you'll have Georgia, Michigan, Florida State will be easy picks by virtue of being unbeaten. Uh, and, and then you get to decide between Washington. I, I guess it's Ohio State at that point because they start off with the lead. But you don't have a um, – there's no – they, they didn't even make an appearance in their conference championship game, Chris. Well, I know, but – well, and, and Washington will have lost its. Oregon will have won its. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got two, Texas you got three, one in. You got three. Is it three or four? I guess it depends on Bama, Georgia. But you said there that, and that's my point is to, to me, I wasn't even thinking about Ohio State because you're going to have Oregon, Texas, who are one loss conference champs. Oregon's the only, I'm assuming Texas isn't even going to play Oklahoma since they keep stacking losses. So Oregon's has the best loss in the last play to Washington and also redeem that. And our conference champs, to me, they're the last team that gets in. If all stays, if, if that's the scenario that ends up. Because you said Oregon, I think so. Because you look I, at, I it, think so they, too. Yeah, they redeemed their loss. They had the bet, you know, on the last play to an undefeated team, then redeemed it in the conference championship. They have the trophy, and you know, you're you're not, you're going to tell me that Ohio State deserves to get in because they have one loss, but didn't even they played they didn't play an extra game in the conference champion. It's going to be wild. It's going to get wild, yeah. you And 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 again, this is all this 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 is the committee's worst nightmare. And um, I really I feel like we talk about this every year, but as as we we've seen college football is addictive for a reason is because it's because crazy stuff happens. And so I'd be surprised if if, you know, all the favorites won. Some, someone's going to get beat. I don't know when I don't know where, but someone's going to get beat and shake all this stuff up. And hopefully hopefully it leads to some easy decisions, because I would I really hurt for for those those kids that get left out who, like I said, deserve to be in and and will be at this time next year when that playoff expands. Yeah, here's why I agree with you. Oregon would have wins under that scenario. Let's see, Washington neutral field, Southern Cal at home, Utah on the road. Oregon State Texas on the road. Tech on the road. Oregon State at home. Cal's a good win. Um, and Mich- Iowa, I mean, excuse me, Iowa. Ohio State has banked most of its good wins already, presuming it loses to Michigan. Your, your best two wins if you're Ohio State. Penn State at Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, at Rutgers, yeah. those are your best wins in Maryland. I just don't think that stacks up to Oregon under that scenario. You know, Texas Texas is the one team we hadn't considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but here's the problem. I just think the, the upper middle of the, the Pac-12 isn't what – what say that or, or the or the Big Twelve isn't what the Pac twelve is. So Texas is wins at Alabama, Kansas State, uh Kansas, and then it's at TCU at Iowa State, uh, and then over Oklahoma. I, I think those are nice wins, yeah. but I'm with yeah. you. I think Oregon at that point has got the best resume. Well, I don't even think it's about that, Chris. To me, as 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 deep as that hatred runs, Oklahoma's recent losses are hurting Texas. They're hurting yeah. Texas's playoff chances because what what we're saying right now is, you know, what we're saying right now is Oregon's lost, you know, to Washington on the road in a tight game. That's exactly what Texas and Oklahoma was in that neutral field. Oregon, we're saying if they redeem it in the Pac-12 championship, 
they have, you know, a close loss to a good team, redeem that and won their conference championship. You know, that's what we thought this was going to be with Texas and Oklahoma the whole time. We were on set for a rematch, right? Yeah. And so that's what we that is exactly what Texas would would be saying about Texas if Oklahoma hadn't lost to Kansas, if Oklahoma hadn't lost to Oklahoma State in the last edition of uh of Bedlam. And so now Texas's loss to Oklahoma looks worse than it did weeks ago. And so when you stack yeah. that up, I think Oregon's I think I don't even think it's close. I think Oregon's definitely going to get the edge to get in there. And and so as deep as that hatred runs between Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma losing these games and 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 making that loss look worse, but also, you know, not giving Texas a chance to redeem themselves against that same team in the Big 12 Championship is really hurting their playoff chances. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing that I'm I'm thinking as I'm I'm going through this. We we've talked about a scenario where you know, can Georgia and Alabama both get in? Can Big Ten get two teams in between Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Um, the, the the out in this logic would be the fact that you got some some trap games out there, like you know, again Oregon State could could win a game, yeah. Uh, Tennessee could win a game, Ole Miss could win a game, but it feels to me like it's going to be hard for any conference to get more than one team in. Yeah, it's yeah yeah. I don't I don't think there's definitely going to be. No matter what happens, I'd be I'd be shocked if, if a conference got two teams in. And and you know what? This is it's probably good for college football as a whole, getting the entire country involved, all the conferences, and and I got to give my props to the Pac-12 as well. And this is the best year they've had in a long time, and and it's the last year of the Pac-12 too. And so you know, seeing Washington, seeing Oregon, USC's had a disappointing year, um, but it's probably good for college football too. But you know, there's a lot of activity right now in the comments as well here, Chris. And, and the truth is, you guys. Alabama can win out and win the SEC championship. And the truth is, if if Oregon wins out and wins their Pac-12 championship and Texas wins out and wins the Big 12 championship, Alabama ain't getting in the playoff. And, yeah. and that's just the truth because – and, and I, look, I'm, I'm a SEC guy through and through. I want to see as many SEC teams in there, and I hope Alabama makes it. But it's just the truth because they have that loss to Texas. The resume right now with Oregon being in front of them and what their resume will be at the end of the year, avenging their loss to Washington in that Pac-12 championship, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to – it's going to best Alabama, I'm telling you. And so if I'm an Alabama fan, obviously, look, I feel good about the rest of my regular season. I do. And then gearing up for that SEC championship. But you need a little help. Alabama needs a little bit of help in order to get to the, the playoffs. Here's the other thing that's just occurred to me. You have a disproportionate number of games that could affect the playoff this weekend. This isn't one of those weekends you got a bunch of teams favored by 30. Okay. Yeah. Florida State's going to be a big favorite over Miami, but Miami's got the talent to to beat them. Um, yeah, on the yeah. right day, uh, mm-hmm. you got Georgia, Ole Miss. We've talked about that. We'll talk about it more. We're going over Michigan, Penn State. That's about a, a, a two point ball game. I, I'm not I'm not buying Penn State, but that's just what the computers say. Ohio State does have the layup with Michigan State, but also prevents them a shot at padding the resume. Uh, Utah, Utah could beat Washington. Southern Cal could beat Oregon, although I say that they're going to play some defense, and I just don't think they can. Mm-hmm. But you know, crazier stuff's happen. Road trip to TCU won't be a won't be a layup for Texas. Road trip to Kentucky won't be a layup for Alabama. I don't think. Um, you know, and, and then we get into the, the weeds where teams are going to going to really need some help. And I'm, I'm speaking about Ole Miss and Tennessee, but but they've got interesting games too with Georgia, Missouri. So yeah, yeah. can't can't wait to see it. There's, there's a chunk of teams that control their own destiny, and Alabama is outside of that chunk of teams. I'm afraid they need yeah. they need some help, and 
you know, it's, 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 it's too bad. And I hate it because right now Alabama's playing as well as anyone. Jalen Milrose playing as well and as confident as anyone in this country. <laughs> but that early loss to Texas is a thorn in their side and will be until Texas loses again. And I truly, I truly, truly believe that. Cause that's just, that's straight up. They already played the game and they already played the game in Tuscaloosa. You can't, you can't negate that. You just can't, I don't care. I don't care if you're an Alabama AD on the playoff committee or whoever, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't look around that. But by the way, one, one final thing, uh, I, I'm going to give you the playoff bracket is it would be with this week's rankings under next year's scenario. I'll give that to you in just a minute. Uh, first of all, an announcement from chomps, my go-to snack, perfect after a workout, halftime, whatever, Nine flavors, so something for everybody. Start with a trial pack of six different flavors and all three proteins. Nine to 10 grams of protein, 60 to 100 calories per stick, Whole30 Keto, certified paleo, gluten-free, free of the top nine allergens, no hidden harmful ingredients. It is good. It is good for you and your kids. Check out our promo code and um, get 15% off your order with Chomps and enjoy a good snack. Help those who help the show. Okay. Here's what we got. Um, if you go 12-5 for next year, Tulane gets in as that non-Power 5 qualifier. They beat the 12 against Washington. Um, and that, that is that Washington all, all of these win. games in the first round are on college campuses, correct? I think so. Okay, I, I believe they are. And I don't think they, I don't think they go to uh, bowl games until, until the next round, I believe. So that, that would be a fun one. You got Louisville or Oregon. I think that'd be a mismatch. I, I believe it would be too. I think Oregon. Uh, like you've 20. got Penn State at Texas. Ooh, could be, be could be interesting. I don't know that I trust Penn State to score again, as we've we've unpacked. And then mm-hmm. you have the Alabama Ole Miss rematch. Wow, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So with you, of course, you're you're one through four, as you know. That's that's going to be Georgia. Excuse yeah. me, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. So, and all yeah. the stuff with the expanded playoff is exciting because, I, like I said, I think it's going to create some of the best atmospheres we've seen with you know interconference matchups late in the year. You know, like for example, I saw somewhere, um, you know, what happens if if you know we get to a point where there's like a team like like Tulane, right, who sneaks in as a twelve or something, and they have to go up and play Michigan and Ann Arbor, right? Like <laughs> you saw all these kids from the, the Bayou in, in in New Orleans having to go play a playoff game in Ann Arbor in, in the December months. Like that's gonna be fun, man. The big house, that's gonna be cool. At the yeah. same time, I just really hope that I really hope that the expanded playoff doesn't negate the regular season, the importance of these regular season games. Yeah. Um, you know, that because that's kind of what's like that's what everyone's knock on the you know the NBA is you know no one really cares yeah. about the the regular season because there's going to be the rematch and that chance again or whatever you know in the in the playoffs and look I'm not saying college football and the NBA are the same there's obviously tons of differences but it's going to be awesome I, I just really hope that you know right now what what we, why we love college football is because every weekend especially in this conference yes. you can get beat every weekend and every weekend is just as important as the one before and the one after and i i hope i re- i i think it will but i really really hope that stays the same with this expanded playoff well and the home team scenario hosting does reward you a little bit for regular season too i mean you look That's at fair. the problem major league baseball's having they they got a big problem right now mm-hmm. because you got chaos and the best teams aren't advancing the world series and I think, and I'll get us off tangent, if I'm running MLB, here's what I do. 
you're the higher seed. You host all the games. Mm-hmm. Right, right now, you host. You, you got a seven-game series against somebody. Four in your park, three in somebody else's park. If it goes seven, I, I don't think that's rewarding a team for home field and this playoff format by, by letting teams host. Uh, and I think that's it. I'm, I'm just taking your word. I can't remember now. Um, yeah. That's that 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 solves it. So yeah, it does. So we'll see. Look, I, am I excited for it for sure? Because like I said, it's going to create some unbelievable matchups, interconference matchups. You know, home and homes. That's going to be great for college football. Great for college campuses. I just hope that it keeps the importance and what makes college football magical over the regular season, you know, stays to what it is. By the way, now that we've unwound all that, I'm I'm exhausted and dizzy from doing it. Yeah. Um, the the chances that it all happens that way are virtually zero. Yeah, which is also yeah. the fun. This and we're sitting here talking. We just sat here and talked twenty minutes about. Hey, here's what's going to happen. And the, the most likely thing is that it's not going to happen because yeah, this is all, you know, this is why you play the games. And that's, that's my, that is a full circle moment right there. That's the importance of the regular season, right? That's the, important. Yep. that's why the Michigan, why Michigan, Ohio state is such a ginormous game at the end of the year, because it's basically a play in game for the playoff next year. It's yep. not next year. It's not, it's just, it's a, you know, and so I don't know. I, I look, I, I, am I a fan? Am I in favor of the expanded playoff? Yes. But if it starts derailing what makes college football so good, I, I wouldn't be opposed to going back to what we have now. All right. Uh, we'll we'll come back tomorrow, unpack something, probably games of the, the coming weekend because we haven't spent a lot of time on that. Uh, bold, bold predictions bold predictions on Thursday, Chris. Oh, that's – oh, that's – it's, bold predictions it's, on it's Gavin's come bold on. prediction Thursday. How did I forget that? All right. I will let you come up with those. I will critique them. Probably offer none of my own so I can just take shots at you because it's more That's fun fine. that way when I have no accountability in it and I can just poke fun at I you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but but I hey, my, my man Gavin has nailed a lot of his bold predictions. So they are they are something to watch because you you've hit on some things that I didn't see coming and, and that's what makes it fun. So uh be back at eleven central on Thursday. That's when we'll do that. He's Gavin Schoenwald. I'm Chris Lee. We're Southeastern 14. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again Thursday.